Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I know what we're going to do today. I'm Chance Ellison. And I'm Robert Parker. And this is PWCA, a.k.a. the podcast with Add a Cool Acronym, where it is all phase and verb all the time. And we are on episode, I lost count, this is 13? Uh, yes, this, this is, is episode 13. number 13. Are you my mummy? So uh, this is the first one to where we actually get some, you know, tie into the title, kind of, yeah. sort of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so... Uh, Robert, what is the setup for this episode? So, uh, Phineas, Ferb, Candace, and uh, Mr. Fletcher, which is Ferb's dad, uh, they are at a museum, and they're watching an old-timey mummy movie, and Phineas and Ferb decide, hey, it'd be cool to have our own mummy. Well, I, so, I, I don't think it's an Egyptian-themed theater. Oh, sorry, excuse me, yes. It's an Egyptian which, which is very right. clearly modeled after right. the Egyptian in Hollywood. Yes, Definitely. Uh, yeah, it's called the Pharaoh Theater. Right. Um, so they go to this mummy movie, uh, and they learn about mummies. They learn about booby traps, how to bring one to life, you know, the history of them a little bit. And then Phineas and Ferb decide that they want to find one themselves. Mr. Fletcher falls asleep while watching the movie, so Phineas and Ferb sneak off, saying that they'll be back before he comes before he wakes up. Um, and Candace follows them, and that's basically the setup for the boys' plot for this one. Pretty much, and also if you notice, like if you notice the, the movie they're watching, there are some there are some good in jokes to uh, the the classified movies. Like there's some like nice little like subtle nods and jabs to those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they start thinking about like how cool it'd be if you had their own mummy, and like we get the song very early in this one. It's uh, my undead mummy and me. Yeah, this this song comes very quickly. It does. <laughs> I this this is another one like. For a lot of the, I don't, I don't know if this is like the highlight of the episode because there are a lot of like good, like there are a lot of good like physical gags in this one. But this is actually a really funny song. Oh yeah, this is a great song. It also like it's just talking about like all the stuff that you would do with the mummy. The rhymes are kind of fun. It's really melodic, um, which no, it, is you it, know a little bit contrasting to the last couple songs. It's so. also like a lot of like really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also like a really, it, it's a lot of like strange things that. You'd be you'd be doing with mummy like they're drinking milkshakes, they're knitting. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, they're they're going swimming. They're on the they're on the swing. It's funny. I, they do have like a bit of a, like a scratching beat in there. Yeah, which yeah. Is somehow it, a, it doesn't. It totally it doesn't fit with a song, but it does work. It works. It absolutely works. No, it, it exactly. But yeah, it's, it it is still it is still very you know it's a nice nice fun light song. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so then they go off to go and find their own mummy, but Candace is suspicious. Yeah, she doesn't want them messing around, so she decides to follow them. Uh, they end up going to ask one of the employees of the theater where the mummy exhibit is, or where can we find a mummy, or something like that. And there's a little bit where the guy is completely clueless, so he has to ask a manager, uh, and the guy, the manager goes, oh, it's in storage. Uh, and then Candace comes up and asks where the bathrooms are, and the guy is completely clueless, <laughs> manager. so he has to call the manager. Yes. Manager assistance requested, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, I do love that bit. But anyways, uh, we, that, we, should, we should probably go on and talk about Perry. So uh, there, there's another King Kong display there, you know, the kind of like you see in movie mm. theaters all the time. So uh, he goes through it, and he's already in his little his little Perry glider. And uh, what? No, no, he t- yeah, you're right. He takes a uh, like a submarine. It's like on the submarine. This is just something that I think is hilarious. There's three buttons. One says 
uh, descend. One says, don't descend. Oh, oh yeah, dive, don't dive, dive don't dive, and ascend. <laughs> um, but yeah, he like goes down two inches because it's really shallow water, and then he gets to the paragraph. And he, he even like add the sound of like it's, just, it's scraping, just like. Yep, yep, scrapes against the floor. Yeah, so we see that Dupe is there putting the final touches on the Inator, which for him is kind of just like just writing the name on it. Yeah, he's literally painting the name Woodinator on the side of this giant like laser. Yeah, so uh, he's trapped inside a bubble. I think it's like made out of like space age polymers. From what what are they saying? It's made us. out of pure evil and a blend of space age polymers. Yeah, I never understood understood the term space age. Like, yeah, I have no clue. Like, aren't we still in a space age? Yeah, I'm like, when, when are we not in a space age? <laughs> yeah. Space has never gone away. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't really get that reference either. But anyways, uh, it, but it, it's in like cartoons a lot, so we so I never yeah, know. We have to accept it. Yeah, it's just it's cartoon logic. Cartoon logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we find out that uh, he this what this is a magnet for wood. He there is yeah. a beaver dam nearby that he is going to you know ex- he's going to extract the wood from. Uh, he's going to extract the wood from so that he can make he can make his place beachfront property. Yeah, he by adding by taking away this one dam, this uh, one beaver dam. Some- one beaver dam, it thro- flows enough water into the ocean to raise the ocean level by 2%, uh, which makes his home just close enough to beachfront property. Yeah, I'm just like, and, and I, I do like the nod to uh, Gene Hackman's uh, Lex Luthor, his yeah. plan in Superman 98. This one has a lot of references. It does, have, yeah, it does have a lot of references to like, cla- like classic like adventure adventure movies. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like it just—it's just absurd. Like, like I like most of the play. It's just absurd. Like one beaver dam, not to mention you live on like the top floor of a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, so you think you maybe... didn't have beef properties? Not like you could enjoy it. Yeah, it's a little bit strange, but uh, eventually uh, he he like paints a mustache and fake glasses and stuff on Perry. Then he pushes him down the water. Uh, as he floats away in the bubble. Uh, oh, and and the, the way he gets out, I really like in this one. Yeah, I like it a lot too. So Perry ends up escaping. Yeah, he enlists the help of some beavers who were working on that dam. And the beaver takes like this log and shreds it down to one tiny little needle. And then throws the needle away and then ends up <laughs> biting the bubble. The bubble. <laughs> they, uh, they tap um, they, they tap their they tails. They tap like, tails. Yeah, and then, I, I guess like, you know, when you're one part beaver, that would be acceptable. <laughs> yeah, then it's uh, there's a sign of friendship, of camaraderie, and then they are off, Perry's off to go try to stop Doof. Oh, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> uh, no, it is it, it is funny because, well, oh, we, we can talk about that later. Right now, we can go back to the mummies. So they're going through, well, because the theater ship like a pyramid, they assume they assume a mummy is there. So yeah. they go down to the basement where <laughs> they set up the first quote-unquote trap. Yeah, their first booby trap is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark reference, obviously. Oh, of course. It's a, it's a giant sphere full of gumballs. Yeah, it's a gumball machine that where the, like, the top just the top sphere just came off, and it's just, like, chasing them. Yeah, and what I do find funny is the fact that, like, at one point, Candace gets in the way and <laughs> starts chasing her. And it starts chasing her. It's, the, the way that it's animated, the way it's played out, it is very funny because, yeah, like, it chases her upstairs. It chases yeah. her through an elevator. Yeah, she tries to escape through an elevator, and it like it presses it presses the button, bounces off a rail, and goes back into the elevator where uh, I'm Lindana from Flop Stars is playing right. as elevator music, of course. 
Which I believe that uh, I believe when every time anytime they're in an elevator, that's the song that's playing. That or uh, in most Gitchi, Gitchi, episodes, Goo. yeah, that or Gitchi Gitchi Goo, um, which I just think is really funny. But yeah, so it chases her everywhere. You know, Phineas and Ferb escape it by like grabbing onto a railing or a like a pipe above them, and they flip on top of it and do some little dance moves. Candace tries that, and she like gets flung up into like a vent <laughs> yeah. and then bounces around up there. <laughs> she, she tries to grab a pipe and the pipe breaks off and she looks she breaks the fourth wall, looks directly at the camera, rolls her eyes and just keeps running. Oh by the way, this is this is probably the most we see Phoenix and Ferb like at four in a long time because what happens when they're on top of the ball, they run to the doorway. Yeah. <laughs> and get knocked off and like what well, that's probably like that's probably the worst thing that ever happened to Phoenix and Ferb this entire show. Oh, absolutely. The, the, in the entire show. That's but, all that's the worst that happens. That's the worst sure. that happens to them ever. Which which I find funny in of itself. But anyways, uh yeah, I agree. She goes into a room where uh, the thing shatters, and she, you know, it's like bubblegum, and it's like old and stale. Which I've been there, like old stale bubblegum is the worst. Yeah, gross stale bubblegum. So like it, it almost like old peanut butter. It gets on the roof of your mouth. She can't really talk yeah, straight. Yeah, and and it gets in there, and you just can't get it out. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it is the worst. So I mean, presumably, uh, presumably that gumball has been sitting there since the mummy was alive. Oh, so. no, good, no, good point. So <laughs> they go they go back down to the uh, well. Actually, Candace ends up in a supply closet where she ends up grabbing toilet paper. But more importantly than that, Phineas and find a sarcophagus. So you know, Phineas does the incantations and the mummy's not coming to life. Siam. He's like, nothing's happening. And then like, he takes the mummy and then just like wax it and it's like it's like inflatable. Yeah, it turns out it's an inflatable like doll. Yes. Yeah, so, uh. They're like, everything down here is fake. Mummy probably doesn't exist, but then they see Candace, who they uh, dress like a mummy, so obviously they Yeah, wrap, the room wrapped room. up in toilet paper and with the gumball stuff, obviously, so they're the a, a, a chase ensues. And I do I do like, because like, they do, they get away through like, various movie posters, like one of them they get through is Shark, which is clear, a very, Jaws, very yeah. clear reference to Jaws. It's very like it's the it's the shark like facing up just like in the Jaws poster like yeah <laughs> yeah there's another one they hide in Safari Man two in two D yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah. and yeah so they they just kind of it's like the same frame so it's like that classic like sco- almost Scooby Doo cartoon where like somebody runs off the side of one of the frames and then like so comes and, back and come on back and the other way out. yeah, yeah exactly. it's, it's, it's a nice throwback to like classic classically animated shows. Yeah, uh, they do that in order to try to capture capture the you know quote unquote mummy until they grab each of the sarcophagus and just like seal seal him inside. For her, we got our own mummy. So I, I, you could technically qualify this as fighting a mummy. So from <laughs> the title, you know, it, it, it's a running joke in the show. They try to do everything that the opening title says they should do, or says yeah. they that they end up doing. And I think this is this is the first one they do, and I believe they tackle all of them at some point. Yeah, I don't know if they do all of them. They definitely do a vast, vast majority of them, yeah. and this is definitely the first one. I mean, did they have a separate title, title wave? I can't remember. I, mean, uh, I guess, technically, that was the beach That episode. was the beach one. Long well, well, Beach Party of Terror. That was the first one. Yeah, we'll, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely get back to this. Uh, theme song watch PWCA theme song watch Yeah, that's the, that's the next new segment. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we cut back to uh, the... For the Perry and Doof plot, where they're fighting, they seal themselves in a bubble, and the way, I like the way they get out. The way they get out, uh, <laughs> Perry grabs Doof's nose and just like launches him like a dart yeah, he, through the side he of the uses, bubble. 
She literally uses a different shorts like a dart. And then the bubble pops and Doof goes, goes, is my nose really that pointy? Yeah, I, I love when they throw jabs at the, you know, at, at like the way they're drawn. Yeah, which, I mean, that that happens a lot, specifically to Phineas. Well, uh, yeah, because well, he, he's got the triangle head. Yeah, how his, like, his whole face is his nose or something like that. Or, yeah, he's the triangle head. That is, I think that is first made fun of in uh, Raging Bully. Um, oh, no, it is. It is in, in the song. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Doof's nose is something that actually comes back next episode, too. Uh, that oh, is a right. very recurring gag. Yeah, it is. Uh, but anyways, so the... Uh, the beaver dam, the beaver dam, because it's been lifted, uh, sent a flood down this riverbed that they're sitting in, which was empty, uh, and that's I can't remember how, but it gets it gets to the underground basement of the theater. Yeah, so it um it just travels like through the pipes towards the ocean, and then Perry like is also in that pipe, but he breaks. Um, that's right. He, yeah, breaks, he breaks like the, the top the of the breaks. pipe to like get into the music or into the theater, um, and just kind of hops on the sarcophagus with uh, Phineas, Phineas and Ferb, and then like they're Phineas riding. They're riding like a log ride. They get the picture taken. Yep. Yeah. And then you know they they go out the front of the theater and they discover that they've lost their money. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Which is this point they're like, "Mommy, mommy." Yeah, and then it, uh, yeah, they're just yelling for the mummy once the the sarcophagus breaks, and uh, Mr. Fletcher comes out and says, "Well, mummy's got dinner waiting for us at home." Uh, yes. <laughs> and, I, I, yeah. and that's and that's it for the episode. Well, Ferb's line is like, "You know, you know mummies get their brains moved from their nose and kind of like the lucky ones." The lucky ones, yeah. Which, <laughs> the, the funny thing about this one is like, I, I believe this is the episode that sparked just like a weird subculture of people obsessed with like Phineas looking straight. Yeah, right. Because I believe this is the this is the first time where you get a really good look at Phineas looking just front. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, really, it's, it's really. I'm looking at it right now. It's really weird. Yeah, it is a little bit strange. Yeah, but um, anyway, that's it. That's it for this one. Uh, so that is it for Are You My Mummy, uh, Robert. What do you give this episode? Uh, this one's a little bit lower for me. This is a two and a half parries. Um, it, it's a good one. It's fun. Uh, the references are definitely the best part. Um, but I find the doof plot to be a little bit lacking, which usually is my favorite part of the episodes. So not as high for this one. Yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm probably about the probably about the same one for you. It's about a three and a half. No, well, well I say three and a half. About two and a half. Two and a half <laughs> pairings for this one. Uh, not a bad episode. Just one that seems kind of fairly substandard. Yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, so that's it. Robert, you want to give you plugs? Yeah, so you can find me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at rbrtprkr98. That is my first and last name in novels plus a year. You can find me doing admin and hosting duties on the Take 3 Productions YouTube channel, admin hosting and question writing duties at the Full Metal Trivia YouTube channel, and specifically Full Metal Geek. And you can find me being a trivia champion in the fan leagues at Multiplex Entertainment and Full Metal Geek. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at chancewars underscore 91. Check out my personal YouTube channel, Chance the Critic, and check out my other podcasts, uh, Toys by Chance, which you can go watch right now or rather listen to right now, and Serious Study, which will be launching very soon. And you might see might see this man on an episode eventually. So, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> we, we, we do have you booked for one, so. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening, and tune in for uh, the next one. Uh, ready for the Bettys. Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs>